Hey everyone, let's ramble for a little bit. everyone and welcome to another episode of Theological Ramblings. It's Pastor Janish coming to you. Now, this episode is going to be a little different than our normal format. I don't have my co-hosts with me today. It's just me. And I decided to do this solo episode because recently in catechism, I was asked an important question by one of my students. We were talking about how we need the Holy Spirit to come to us in word and sacrament in order for us to believe in Jesus. And then the student asked this important question. So what about the people who never have a chance to hear about Jesus? So they automatically go to hell? That was a really good question. And I think all of us have struggled with this question at some point in our lives. For example, we know still today that there are tribes of people who live deep in the Amazon rainforest who remain uncontacted. They're disconnected from the rest of the world. So obviously they haven't heard about Jesus yet. Or we may think to ourselves, what about someone who grew up in a country like Iran where belief in Jesus is stifled and persecuted? How could someone have a chance to believe if they grew up in a culture that didn't allow Christianity? Do these people automatically go to hell? So when the student asked that question, we spent about 10 to 15 minutes looking at some Bible passages and exploring what the Bible had to say about that question. And I thought I would go through those passages in this podcast episode. And we're going to use phrases that start with the letter D to summarize the message for today. The four D's D's are doomed condition, desires to save, descended to us, and directed history. So first, we have doomed condition. As we ponder this question, we need to make sure we have the right starting point. You see, God doesn't exactly send people to hell because they don't believe in Jesus, although we are going to see that the Bible does talk that way sometimes. But really, the reason God sends people to hell is because they are sinners. All of us have sinned. And any time we sin, what we're doing is rebelling against God. God has said, don't do this or do that, and then we disobey. When we do that, we make ourselves into God. When we sin, we're saying to God, I know better than you, God. I'm going to follow my wishes and desires instead of yours. I am the Lord, not you. 
So what is the crime called when you rebel against the authority and usurp the authority's position for yourself? It's called treason. And the punishment for treason is the death penalty. And again, all of us have sinned, so all of us have committed high treason and deserve the death penalty. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. The Bible says we are dead in our transgressions and sins. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And that includes eternal death in hell. So if we're going to consider this question... The first thing we have to remember is that we are in a doomed condition. God doesn't punish people in hell because they don't believe in Jesus. God punishes people in hell because of their sin, because of the evil they have done, because they've rebelled against God, usurped his position of authority. Now, God could have simply done nothing. He could have left us to our fate, and he would have been perfectly just in doing that. He would have been perfectly just to leave us in our doomed condition and allow us to suffer the punishment for our sins. But thankfully, we have our second phrase that starts with the letter D. God desires to save. You see, God is the God of justice, but he's also the God of all compassion, mercy, and grace. And because of his compassion, mercy, and grace, he desires to save. He, and he wants to save everyone. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4 says, God wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In Ezekiel 33, God says, Surely I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their evil ways and live. In 2 Peter 3, God tells us that he's patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And finally, there are the first few words of the classic John 3.16, For God so loved the world. God loves the world. That means everyone. Because of his compassion, mercy, and grace, God desires to save, and he desires to save us all. And so, because we are in a doomed condition, and because he desires to save us all, he descended to us. God took on human flesh, came to live as a human, and die on the cross. He came and lived the life of obedience we could not and then he suffered the punishment of our disobedience so that God's justice could be satisfied. Then God sent the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit descends to us in word and sacrament to cause us to believe in Jesus and receive the gift of salvation he won for us. So for this section descended to us, I want to just zoom in on some verses from John chapter 3. And I think you will see that these verses contain all three D's that we've talked about already. Doomed condition, desires to save, descended to us. 
And I think these verses are very important to consider for our question. Will people who never had a chance to hear about Jesus automatically go to hell? Let's start at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So just in that one verse, we can already see our three Ds. First, it says, for God so loved the world. That tells us that God desires to save. So what did he do about it? He sent his one and only son. There we have descended to us. Then it says, so that we can believe in him so we will not perish. In those words, our doomed condition is implicit. We will all perish if something isn't done about it. We are in a doomed condition. We have the three D's we've already talked about right there in the first verse. But Jesus goes on to spell it out even more clearly. He says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So here, God is kind of saying, Look, when I sent my Son, the purpose was not that people wouldn't believe in him and not be saved. The purpose in sending him was that they would believe him and would be saved. The whole reason we know about this guy named Jesus is because God desires to save us. By sending his son, he was showing it was not his desire to condemn the world. Rather, the complete opposite. He wanted to save the world from its doomed condition. That's why Jesus was sent. But as wonderful as that is, in the next verse, we get hit with a hard truth. Jesus says in John verse 18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So there you have it, brothers and sisters. I can't think of a more clear answer to the question, will God send people to hell if they've never had a chance to hear about Jesus? It seems like the answer is yes. Jesus says, whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Jesus is the only way to salvation. So if you don't receive his gift of salvation by trusting in him, you are condemned. But again, it is important that we make this distinction. God doesn't condemn people primarily because they don't believe. He condemns people because they are evil and deserve condemnation. Jesus goes on to say in verse 19, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness. Also known as people are evil. He goes on, People love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. So light has come into the world, brothers and sisters. Remember, God desires to save, so he descended to us. He brought us the light. But many people reject that light because they love darkness. They love their evil deeds. God condemns us because we are evil. 
Now, at this point, I imagine you might still be thinking, well, this still doesn't seem fair. Even if we all deserve to be condemned, some people never even had a chance to hear about the solution. They don't know about their doomed condition. They don't know about God's desire to save. They don't know how God descended to us. Maybe they would have believed if they had had a chance. And in response to those thoughts, our last D phrase for today can be comforting. God has directed history. Let's zoom in on one more section of scripture. This section of scripture is found in Acts chapter 17. It's part of a speech made by the Apostle Paul. So here's some background. The Apostle Paul is in the city of Athens, and he gets invited to speak at a meeting of philosophers and teachers. And so Paul takes this opportunity to tell these people about God and how God saved us through his son Jesus. So here is a section of the Apostle Paul's speech from Acts chapter 17. Paul says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Did you catch it? The Apostle Paul says that God made all nations from one man, and he marked out the nation's times in history and the boundaries of their lands. So Paul tells us that God was not inactive in history. No, rather he made sure all of history was directed according to his plan. So he said, okay, the Persian Empire is going to be in these lands at these times, and the Zulu Empire is going to be in Africa at these times. A nation called America is going to exist in the 20th and 21st century in this land. God directed all of history. He set the boundaries and times of all nations. And what was his purpose in directing all of this? The Apostle Paul says God did this so that people would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. What that's saying is God has directed history so that people would reach out and find him. He has not directed history in such a way to conceal the message of salvation from people. Rather, he has directed it in such a way so that as many people as possible might come to know him and be saved. God has directed history so that people might know him. So let's apply all this to the question from the beginning. What about someone who has never heard about Jesus? Is God going to automatically send that person to hell? That doesn't seem fair. 
Well, God tells us he doesn't send that person to hell because they they never had a chance to hear. He says he ha- sends them to hell because they are guilty of sin. Such a person is in a doomed condition, and faith in Jesus is the only way out of that doomed condition. But again, we have to keep in mind that it is not God's desire to condemn that person, even though their condemnation is just. God desires to save. So he descended to this earth to save all of us, including all the people deep in the rainforest who haven't heard about Jesus because they're uncontacted, including all the people living in Iran where the gospel has been pushed out and opposed. Furthermore, God has directed all of history so that as many people as possible would hear the gospel message and come to know Jesus as their Savior. So there's the Bible's answer to the question. We are in a doomed condition, but God desires to save. So he descended to us and he has directed all of human history so that as many people as possible could be saved. And I know there are still objections even at this point. Well, why did God direct history so that I would believe and that that person didn't? And it's at this point, brothers and sisters, where we have to take a step back and recognize our limits. We, as simple human beings, cannot possibly take into consideration all the events in the history of the world and their ramifications. Also, we have to remember there are some things about God and his nature that remain a mystery. There are things about him we simply cannot comprehend. So at this point, we need to trust that God is God. He is the creator. We are the creature. And so in regards to this question, we have to simply let go and trust what God has told us. And God has told us he desires to save all people despite their doomed condition. He tells us that he descended to us and won salvation for all people, including the people who reject him. And God tells us he's directed all history so that as many people as possible can believe in him and be saved. But here's one more bonus point to consider. When we ask questions like this, what about the person who has never heard about Jesus? When we ask questions like that, under that question is the presumption that God hasn't done something to get the gospel to that person. And who is to say God isn't doing anything about it right now? In fact, why do you think this question is on your heart? Have you ever considered that maybe this issue is on your heart because God created you to do something about it? Remember, God has directed all of history so that people might reach out and find him. You are included in his direction of history. Perhaps you are part of God's answer to some of these issues. Now, I'm not saying you all should book a flight for the Amazon or Iran, but if you want to engage in foreign mission work, more power to you. 
Remember, God has put you in your specific place at your specific time. And he has done that so others might reach out and find him. So who is it in your life that needs a chance? Who is it in your life that needs to hear about Jesus? Maybe you are their chance.